0: ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in network doctors near you. Once you find one you like, you can then book an appointment with them online instantly. In ZocDoc, there are tens of thousands of doctors, and each one comes with real reviews from real patients. Go to zocdoc.com slash 20k and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. That's zocdoc.com slash 20k. Zocdoc.com slash 20k. Can you hear me? Yep. What game are you playing right now?
1: Minecraft.
0: This is my seven-year-old daughter. What does Minecraft look like? It
1: looks like a world of squares. It is a world of squares totally.
0: She loves Minecraft. Why do kids like it so much?
1: Just because you can build so many things, create, even decorate a house if you'd like.
0: How often do you play it?
1: Really often, a lot often.
0: Is there anything about Minecraft that you think everybody should know about?
1: I think they should know about that it's really fun. If you're creative, you can create so much and it won't make any messes.
0: Do you think I should do a whole podcast episode on Minecraft? Yeah. You're listening to 20,000 Hertz. I'm Dallas Taylor. The story of Minecraft goes back to 2009, when an indie game designer named Marcus Person posted a short video of his new project on YouTube. The video was called Cave Game Tech Test. It showed computerized blocks of green grass and gray rocks with a blue sky up above. Soon after, Marcus changed the name from Cave Game to Minecraft and started posting test versions of the game online. A few years later, in 2011, the full version of Minecraft was released and the game exploded in popularity. Just three years after this release, Microsoft bought Minecraft for $2.5 billion. It's now the best-selling video game of all time. The reason Minecraft is so successful is because you can choose how you want to play. It's an open-world sandbox game, which means you can build and shape the world around you with no rules and no goals, almost like virtual Legos.
1: Really, I like to play it just doing my own thing.
0: In survival mode, you collect materials like wood and stone to make buildings, all the while fighting off monsters and finding food to eat. In creative mode, you're invincible, and you have unlimited resources to build whatever you can think of. And this is how my daughter likes to play. Do you play in survival mode or in creative mode?
1: Creative.
0: Why creative?
1: Because you can, like, build stuff and take a long time
0: to do it. What kind of stuff do you like building?
1: Houses and villages. Oh, and one time I built Disneyland. But I'm still building it. It's really cool.
0: Minecraft players have made all kinds of incredible things. They've recreated King's Landing from Game of Thrones. They've built the Shire and the Starship Enterprise. At one point, electrical circuits were added to the game, and players started building functional calculators and even simple computers. The best part is, if these creators have made their worlds public, anyone can explore them.
1: I love exploring. It's my favorite thing.
0: Over the years, the sound of Minecraft has become instantly recognizable. And amazingly, almost all of the original music and sound effects were made by one person.
2: My name is Daniel Rosenfeld. I go under the moniker C418 as the music artist. And I write music and I do sound design as well. All of the music in this episode is
0: Daniel's Minecraft
2: score. I guess like as a teenager, I realized that that is what I enjoyed doing, even though I wasn't good at it. But I kept doing it over and over again.
0: In the early 2000s, lots of indie game designers used an online forum called the Independent Game Source. It's
2: not as big anymore today, but back then it was kind of like the breeding ground of the first generation big indies. And I hung out on that community and Marcus also frequented there. We talked there a lot. Marcus told Daniel he was working on a new sandbox game. and. The thing he was making, obviously, was Minecraft.
0: Marcus had heard some of Daniel's music and wanted him to score his upcoming game. He liked the music I was making, so we started collaborating. From the beginning, Marcus gave Daniel
2: a lot of freedom. I guess Marcus gave me complete free reign. He either, like, didn't know how to limit me or was completely fine with what I was doing. Before he could start composing, Daniel had to figure out what
0: style this new game needed.
2: At the time, video games, especially in our branch, the indie games, we were kind of stuck in chiptune. Chiptune is music that sounds like it
0: came from an old-school video game. Back in the early days of video games, the music wasn't made with pre-recorded instruments. Instead, both the music and sound effects were produced in real time by the sound chip inside the system. The console itself was almost like a player piano, reading instructions from the game and playing the sounds from its sound chip. That's what makes this music sound so distinct. Even today, chiptune-style music is used in indie games that are going for a retro vibe. But Daniel felt like Minecraft needed something different
2: my biggest inspiration was a game at the time called Dwarf Fortress. It was honestly quite a hideous game. (laughs) Visually,
0: Dwarf Fortress is about as simple as it gets. The screen is a basic overhead map
2: made of text characters on a black background. But the main developer, he plays flamenco, so he put flamenco music in it. So you see this hideous DOS window and flamenco music at the same time, and the contrast was so jarring to me that I was like, maybe there's more to it and I want to stick around.
0: Using Dwarf Fortress as inspiration, Daniel began composing the music of Minecraft.
2: I wanted to have something that at first sight doesn't make sense to the visuals, like that kind of makes people stop in their track and go like, why is this music the way it is? Why is it so sad? What is going on here?
0: Among the square, blocky landscapes or in the depths of a monster-filled cave, the music that plays is really beautiful.
1: The music's really pretty, like when the sun is going down. It's just so pretty. Mommy thinks it's pretty too.
2: I wanted to make something that is pretty in contrast to it. So I wanted to do something like Organic and orchestral, I guess, a lot of piano. This music was totally different from what he was used to writing. I, at the time, wrote very eclectic electronic music. I did not consider myself a person that can write calm, ambient music. People always tell me the music sounds like Eric Satie. or Brian Eno. And at the time, I never listened to any of that. Instead, he let the game guide the music. It was literally just you in this big, empty, desolate environment that had nothing except blocks. And it felt very melancholic to me. Like, it felt kind of lonely.
0: As the game grew and evolved, so did the sound.
2: It was ironic that immediately after I finished the music and we put it in the game, we put in multiplayer.
0: As my daughter can tell you, playing in multiplayer can get really hectic.
1: I like it by myself the most because I don't want other people destroying my world.
0: You mean people like your little sister?
1: Yeah. She is four and a half, almost five. I don't know how to build,
0: this
2: is her little sister.
1: I like playing it, but I just don't know how to build and stuff.
2: Suddenly this game became like this messy, loud, everyone throwing colorful blocks everywhere universe, which is why eventually I also made what I called the creative music. I made the music a little bit less melancholic, a little bit more optimistic. Actually, it's the only music that is quite percussive even.
0: There were some challenges that came from the game's technical limitations. For instance, because of the way it was coded, the original game couldn't include music that was triggered by a player's location. So Daniel couldn't make a specific song for the caves and another one for the mountains.
2: I have this whole bunch of music, but we have no way of knowing what the player is doing. If he's underground, overground, we have no idea. We had weird issues where, like, you couldn't have two pieces of music running at the same time because the sound engine would just crash. It felt really limiting, and, like, I had to come up with lots of ways to still make the game sound interesting enough. In the end, Daniel turned these limitations into an asset. I just decided, well... If it is the way it is, let's just make it weird and embrace the weirdness.
0: Embracing the weirdness, Daniel made a radical decision.
2: So I decided, how about we just let the music play randomly and see what happens?
0: At sunrise, noon, sunset, and midnight, the game will start a random track. To make it even less predictable, that track can sometimes be silence.
2: I specifically requested lots of silence. The original idea was like, people are just going to get tired if it plays over and over again. The silence even itself is randomized. So there's a random amount of time before a new song could play. It was a free-for-all for music. And it's shocking that it worked. But this
0: unusual approach didn't just work. It became a defining characteristic of the game.
2: When the music comes in, for some reason, it seems like a big moment to the player. I hear so many stories of somebody saying, like, ah, I was just digging dirt. And then the music came in, and I was feeling so emotional.
0: How does the music make you feel?
1: Sometimes sad, sometimes happy. It's really cool music.
0: Of course, music is only one side of the sound of Minecraft. To immerse players in this strange blocky world, Daniel had to make convincing sound effects. But making sounds for all of the actions and creatures turned out to be even harder than making the music. That's coming up after the break. Why should you learn another language with Babbel? Well, there are a ton of reasons, but let's see how many I can fit into 60 seconds. First, Babbel works fast. You can start having conversations in another language in as little as three weeks. Next, it makes overseas vacations more fun and less stressful. I used it all the time on my last trip to Italy. If you work with foreign collaborators, Babbel can help you deepen those relationships. It's a fun thing to do when you need a break, and it's way better than doom scrolling. Babbel teaches you about other cultures, Speaking for myself, learning something new just makes me feel good. It's very affordable. And finally, signing up for Babbel helps support 20,000 Hertz. Okay, make that eight reasons, or Otto Ragioni, as they'd say in Italian. To get started on a new language today, here's a special, limited-time deal for 20,000 Hertz listeners— Get 55% off your Babbel subscription right now at babbel.com slash 20k. This offer is only available for our listeners. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash two zero k for 55% off. Babbel.com slash 20k. Rules and restrictions may apply. Congratulations to Brad Ramsey and tons of other listeners from Canada for getting last episode's mystery sound right. That's the beginning of the hockey theme, which has been used by Canadian sports networks for over 50 years. Most famously, it was the theme for the CBC Hockey Night in Canada up until 2008. The composer, Dolores Clayman, said she wrote the song imagining the entire narrative arc of a hockey game, from arriving on the rink, to the battle of the game, to the trip home, plus a cold beer. Then here's this episode's mystery sound. And again. If you know that sound, tell us by visiting the web address, mystery.20k.org. And if you guess it right, you'll be entered to win one of our super soft 20,000 Hertz t-shirts, which you can see for yourself at 20k.org slash shop. Indeed finds highly qualified candidates for any job as quickly as possible. That means when you've got a major deadline and need to hire right now, Indeed lets you relax. So how does it work? First, Indeed has 350 million regular visitors each month. In other words, you have a huge group of talented people to choose from. Then, Indeed's AI-powered matching technology helps you pick out the right person for you. It's like searching for a needle in a huge haystack, but with a giant Indeed-shaped magnet. And in an Indeed survey, 93% of those businesses said Indeed delivered the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. Our listeners can get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Hertz. Just go to Indeed.com slash Hertz right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash H-E-R-T-Z. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. In just 10 years, Minecraft grew from a small, experimental indie game into the best-selling video game of all time. In the game, players dig, build, fight, and explore in a blocky, colorful landscape. As they do, gentle music fades in and out, seemingly at random. The person who made all of that music is Daniel Rosenfeld, whose musical name is C418. But on top of the music, Daniel also made the game's original sound effects. When Daniel started working on these sounds, he
2: had virtually no experience as a sound designer. I was a complete amateur in sound design, obviously. I felt so insecure about my abilities of being a good sound designer because I was not. Daniel also didn't have the tools that professionals do. I know that professional sound designers, they don't do all their sounds on their own. They get libraries and they use the sound libraries in tandem with making their own sound effects to layer stuff and it makes it sound great. At
0: the time, Daniel couldn't afford a sound effects library. So he downloaded sounds from
2: a website called freesound.org. We used freesound.org and then as time went on, I replaced more and more of the sound effects with my own creations. Just like he had done with the music, Daniel figured things out as he went along. So you can imagine me in my hometown where snow was still a thing, jumping into big wads of snow and just holding a microphone as I'm doing that to get snow sound effects. It turns out
0: there's a much easier way to get a good snow sound, using a bag of cornstarch.
2: You just scrunch it, and that sounds much more like snow than actual real snow. Some of these sounds
0: took a lot of refining.
2: Originally, we had footstep sounds from FreeSound, and they were awful footstep sounds. Walking on grass sounded like eating Cheerios. It was terrible. But Daniel and lead developer Marcus Person found a better way to use this sound. What Marcus did to signify the you're digging now effect is whenever you dig something, he made the footstep sound play fast in repetition, like... Crunch, 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 crunch. And that was satisfying, that was really satisfying. And the footsteps I replaced with something that was more footsteppy.
0: Of course, the game's creatures also needed sounds. What is your favorite animal in Minecraft?
1: Well, mostly chickens are my favorite animal. Why? Because you can just leash them and you can fly with them.
0: Oh, there's a chicken right there.
1: Yeah, but how about I find a leash, then I'll leash it up.
0: So you're putting a leash on a chicken?
1: Yeah, that's what you're able to do in Minecraft.
0: Wow. Aside from the chickens, there are also pigs, horses.
1: Cows. mm. Llamas. See? Here's a llama.
0: Most of these sounds are just recordings of the actual animals pulled from a free sound library. But for some of them, real life was just a little too real.
2: Cows are very screechy creatures. that go... Murr, murr, murr. Finding just a generic is almost impossible. So I had to do, like, a lot of pitching and, like, making it nice and fiddling it so that it sounds like a generic cow that you think a cow sounds like. Some animals were more abstract. I remember the spider sound effects. I originally was like, what do spiders sound like? They don't sound like anything, do they? But as it turns out, there are screeching spiders. Camel spiders, which are not actually
0: spiders, are native to the Middle East. When they're threatened, they make this scratchy, rattling noise. Daniel wanted to use this sound in Minecraft, but had no way of recording an actual camel spider. In middle of nowhere, Germany,
2: I don't think you can find screeching spiders. So Daniel made his own sound. That's a water hose. (laughs) I took a water hose and I just put it in a synthesizer and pitched it around. In survival mode, spiders and other
0: enemies can make the game pretty tense.
1: Really scary, really, really scary. Some monsters come out and get you.
0: Do They sound scary.
1: Really scary. And a creeper could blow up to get you, and you would D.I.E.
0: Creepers are one of the most feared enemies in the game. If you're not careful, one of these green monsters might sneak up on you and blow itself up,
2: taking both you and your buildings with it. So I didn't have explosion sounds, but the thing that you can get very easy on the internet is gunshot sounds. (laughs) <laughs> so it's just pitched down gunshots.
0: The game also includes monsters that are more familiar, like zombies.
2: I remember doing the zombie sound. I had a horrible flu, my throat was shot, and I was like, this is the perfect occasion to make zombie sounds. So I just gurgled into a microphone. <laughs> Daniel also
0: used his voice for the villagers who inhabit the strange, isolated towns.
1: And all they go is...
2: I think some sound effects got lost with the villagers because I originally did the eh sounds, ah. but then I also made like very like like contrasting sound effects for the children villagers. And they were like ha, ha ha like screechy little kids, and I'm kind of bummed that that never got into the game <laughs> because like what they put in the game ultimately was just the eh, but pitched up, ah. <laughs> which was really bizarre for little children like. To add some ambience to the game, he put in a few other sonic details. So the way the game works is that if there's a block that has the brightness of zero, which means complete darkness, monsters could spawn from that block. So I created a little bit of a warning sound, which is little spooky effects that I did with my synthesizer. And they would just randomly play if there's like a block with zero brightness nearby. For years and years, people don't know why those creepy sounds were playing. (laughs) It added a sense of spookiness to this very innocent game.
0: Daniel also worked out a way for players to choose their own music, though they had to work for
2: it. I came up with the idea of being able to collect music. When we started expanding on the caves and whatnot, I wanted, like, the player hearing creepy sounds. And if they get close to the creepy sounds, they realize it's actually a record player just playing a vinyl and they can just turn it off. That was the
0: original idea. That idea ended up being too hard to program, but players can still find music to play in jukeboxes. Every disc you find plays a strange tune.
2: I was very particular in the writing of those discs. I wanted them to sound scrappy and kind of stupid. (laughs) Like a bit amateurish in a way. I used an instrument called the Mellotron, which is the original sampler, which is this really weird piano where like, you hit a key and a tape would run, and it's a looping tape, so it loops one instrument. I used that instrument extensively to like have this weird wobbly feeling to it. That's what I wanted to have, this weird fun scrappy. Like, This is the music that people in the Minecraft universe would listen to.
0: Today, the world of Minecraft is still growing. These days, a team under Microsoft creates the sounds and music for the game. Of course, compared to Daniel, Microsoft has almost endless resources and experience. Fortunately, they've stayed true to the original sound. Most of Daniel's music and sound design is still there. The new sounds like the pandas, dolphins, and piglins all fit right in as if Daniel made them himself. As the game has grown over the years, Daniel's impact has grown too.
2: I get emails daily now, maybe like five emails, 10 emails per day. People tell me these stories of how like emotional the music makes them and like reminds them of school or like a deceased friend. A lot of really emotional stories and this has been happening for the past 10 years now.
0: For him, Minecraft's popularity is still a bit of a shock.
2: Sometimes I have these pangs of like, wait, but this game is scrappy. Nobody would actually buy this, right? But no, everyone bought it. I like to say that trying to imagine the impact of Minecraft is like trying to visualize the distance between the earth and the moon and trying to figure out what that looks like. I just blank out. I just have no emotions because it's too much. I can't handle it. Despite his success... Daniel is still critical of his work. I seem to be never happy about whatever I do, but I never got any criticism. This is a problem that I'm somehow facing all of my life, like talking to other composers and they're like, oh yeah, I worked on Project X and they just always shut down my music and I had to do it over and over again. And I never encountered that myself. So now I'm freaked out. Like, am I doing something too right? Why is nobody complaining about what I'm doing? But even though he tends to overanalyze, when Daniel's making music, it all melts away. Making music, it's my private zen garden. When I write music, everything is okay. (laughs) Nothing else has ever given me the feeling of I'm okay, I'm in charge of this, my life is okay. I tried a lot of things in my life and nothing ever clicked in the way writing music has to... I guess shut my noisy brain down for a short while.
0: Today, millions of us can enjoy what Daniel's noisy brain came up with.
1: I'll leash up the chicken now.
0: Or put a leash on a chicken.
1: When I go up, it will start flying with me. And when I let go, the chicken will safely come down. Bye!
0: 20,000 Hertz is produced out of the studios of De facto Sound, a sound design team dedicated to making television, film, and games sound amazing. Hear more by following De facto Sound on Instagram. This episode was written and produced by Leila Battison. And me, Dallas Taylor. With help from Sam Sneebly. It was story edited by Casey Emerling. It was sound designed and mixed by Soren Beijan And Jai Berger. Thanks to our guest, Daniel Rosenfeld. All of the score music in this episode was written for Minecraft by him as C418. You can stream Daniel's music on Spotify, or even better, go buy one of his wonderful albums on Bandcamp. It's really great music to study or work to. Finally, what's the next iconic video game or video game sound that you think we should cover? You can tell us on Facebook, Twitter, on our subreddit, or by writing hi at 20k.org. Thanks for listening.